We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Ah, it's Monday. It's 5 o'clock and we still here. We still here, baby. The first time in a long time. I'm excited. You know, we get, weird seeing y'all at five o'clock on a Monday. Ain't it? Ain't it? We normally go on by now, but no, baby, they still got us as uh, as we roll through the rest of the way until uh, next season. I'm gonna speak until in, in existence until next season with the Sean Payton show. Uh, we'll uh, be uh, great point. We'll be proceeding. I like the uh, way that sounds. Right. Or I'll take the D'Amico Ryan show, but the Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan show. Coming in behind us, uh, but we got it rolling until the season starts. And Clint, um, speaking of that, we'll we'll get to Sean Payton because that was some big news today. But the other big news: Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud has decided to enter his name into the NFL draft, and I think it, it I think it helps the Texans in a big way. Clint, number one man, if the way they tricked away that first pick overall against the Colts, if this thing was just a Bryce Young, maybe Will Levis draft, one, I don't know how much in love with Will Levis or you you believe you're ready to draft him, but if you are a fan of C.J. Stroud, which I think most people will have above Will Levis and should, now you got Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and you feel a lot better about the potential of getting – you know, one of those guys, Clint. But if he wasn't going to be there, this changes the draft in a major way. Now he's there. Uh, I think this is all positive news in a lot in a lot of ways for the Texans. Well, yeah, you look at it from a, the Texans' perspective. I, I think it's I think it makes the number two overall pick extremely valuable, especially if Nick yep. Casario wants to trade out of that spot. Now all of a sudden, you got you got some whoever doesn't go one, whether it's Bryce or. Uh, C.J. Stroud, or even Will Levis. I mean, if there's whatever that, however those quarterbacks come out in the wash, um, with having multiple quarterbacks involved, that that draft pick, have owning the number two overall draft pick, I think I just think is is exponentially more valuable when you've got guys like Bryce and C.J. at the top, and it's not just a a, a race, an all out race for one guy. Um, so I think the draft pick is more valuable if Nick wants to trade down. Uh, it's it's more likely now that that they can uh, interview and evaluate and 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 do everything they need to do with with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and decide which one it is that they fall in love with and if that guy is available, obviously you can take him. So um, yeah, look, I think I think the C.J. Stroud uh, declaration, if you will, that he's coming out, he's not going back to school. 
Um, I would imagine NIL money at, at Ohio State tried. It was very, very tempting for him. Uh, but when it's all said and done, there was nothing left for him to gain relative to um, money or or draft position. I mean, he's already going to go one or two. I would imagine he's going to be. Let's say he's going to be a top ten draft pick. Once you get that high, um, I just don't know how another year of college actually helps you from that perspective. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, whether we're looking at this from CJ's perspective, it's a smart move, or you look at it from the Texans' perspective, now that number two overall pick is, is more, more valuable than it was with just really one quarterback at the top. I know this is – from his standpoint, next year if he were to stay held, I don't think he's got any chance to be the number one quarterback selected with Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams coming yeah. out. This year, I, I I can see some people liking him better. Like I I, I think I, I'm a Bryce Young person. I think you are. I'm a Bryce Young guy, but his size, I think size is going to be something for some some people. I yeah. can see he having him actually having a chance to be the number one overall pick, and someone trading up to go get him because of his well, size. He wouldn't have that yeah. next year. Look, I, I just simply believe if you go into this thing evaluating these quarterbacks and if, if you fall in love with one of them, that's got to be the guy you pursue. And more importantly, if you don't fall in love with, with the one that's available at number two when you when you pick, then you've got to be willing to pass on him. I mean, that to me, that's that's the, the, the big deal here. Both of these guys can play. Um, I mean, there's no question about it. I, look, I, I think to me – the, the intriguing thing about C.J., I know a lot of people have been really high on C.J., um, and I've been really critical of C.J. Stroud. In, in, in being critical of C.J. Stroud, clearly I think there is there is a ton of room to grow. I think C.J. Stroud, if had he gone back to college, it would have been better. It would have been better for him to go back to college in an ideal situation, an offense that he already knows, with superior talent damn near every time he takes a field, and from a developmental perspective, I think that would have been more beneficial for him and his game to do that. The yeah. thing is, is that the risk associated with it, he couldn't do it. So I say all that to say, I, like, I think C.J. Stroud's a guy that when he gets to the league, there is a chance that we all of a sudden, this guy explodes. Yeah, and, and especially for the Texans, depending on who it is that is yeah. their offensive guy, I could feel good about C.J. Stroud yeah. being paired with the, I mean, with you, the right you, person. You show, you look at these guys. Look at Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, the top two quarterbacks in the game right now. I mean, they, they – Everybody liked their tangible assets when they got to the league, but but nobody thought that they were going to turn around and be be the top two quarterbacks in the league within a two or three year stretch, four year stretch. I mean, those guys they, they just exploded once they got to the yeah. league out of Texas Tech and out of Wyoming. So um, you know, C.J. Stroud's a guy that I think I, I just believe he hasn't. We haven't seen the best of him yet. I agree with that. Five o'clock fire. All right, as we look at um, uh, the. Uh, the coaching situation for the Texans. They've already interviewed several, Ben Johnson, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon over the weekend they've interviewed. And now we're hearing D'Amico Ryans, whose schedule is packed. Um, He's going to interview Thursday with the Broncos and is expected to meet with the Texans, Cardinals, and Colts before his game on Sunday. So he could meet with the Texans. We're seeing reports either Thursday or Friday. Uh, Then also... The Texans, they interviewed Broncos defensive uh, coordinator already, Ajiro Evero, uh, on Tuesday. Did I blow that? It's E's and O's, man. What is it? It is Ejiro. I've heard it said so many damn ways. Ejiro Evero. Ejiro Evero, not Evero. Yeah, Ejiro Evero. 
they interviewed him. That would give you a little trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the L on that one. I told him. Uh, I told. I told Show yeah, wrong. We talked. We talked about. It. I, I've heard it said so many times. Um, I know his work. Um, I may not completely know how to say his name. I know his work. He's done an impressive job. His one year as the DC um, uh, with the with the Broncos, but uh, they have interviewed those guys. Interviewed him uh, here recently today, uh, and then coming up with D'Amico Ryan's either Thursday or Friday. So uh, the other candidates, they're getting them around. They're uh, they're hearing they're hearing them. This will be after this week, probably five or six guys they have already interviewed. Uh, moving forward so like I said the the biggest thing when you look at the list is how much better the candidates are and there it, there is a level way with every single person that you can find some level of excitement or positivity which each one with each one of these guys if they're hired as Absolutely. I mean, I, you, well, even the defensive-minded guys that, that I, like I said, I'm an offensive – I'd prefer them to hire an offensive-minded coach. But even the defensive-minded guys are linked to really good offensive minds. And and so, I I love I love the list. Again, I, I will – my one complaint, not to be negative, but my one complaint is that there's not enough – there's not enough experience on this entire list for me. I'm talking about of guys that have just even been through uh, an interview. You, you can look at this list, and I think Jonathan Gannon – and D'Amico Ryan's outside outside of Sean Payton, who we all we've we've talked at length about him. I mean, there's there's five five of the eight candidates have never interviewed for a head coach gig. Yeah, not not legitimate. I mean, there may be there may be somebody a, 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 a had a Jack Easterby favor done for him, where they're just going to interview somebody so they can put it on a resume. But I don't think any of these other guys have been have ever been even interviewed for a head coach job. So. I would prefer the list, the final product of the of the interview process with Cal and Nick. I would prefer it not be, uh, not consist of just one guy that's been a head coach and three of the five have been in, in a head coach interview before. Um, I'd rather it be a little bit more long in the tooth, some more pelts on the wall, maybe some more veteran coaches, maybe maybe Dan Quinn we mentioned earlier, Raheem Morris we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, there's some guys out there that you could that you could interview that would give you. Uh, a good look at a veteran. So yeah. hopefully that happens. These are rolling through. Mike Kafka is the only weird one where the timing, not sure, because Brian Dable said he ain't doing no interview right now. <laughs> They're rolling. He's Mike back. ain't even got no comments on it. No, he ain't got comments on it. Yeah, Mike's. Mike's uh, so we'll see here uh, with, uh, with the rest of their coaching search moving forward. Five o'clock fire. All right, reports at, uh, out of New England that uh, Bill O'Brien is the primary target for the Patriots' new offensive coordinator. We've heard this, rumored this going around. Um, what's he been, two years with, with Saban? That, that seems like that's a bit about that's about the time that these guys bounce out of there. Yeah. Like Lane and, and Sark and, and, and stuff like this. Him going here, and I think Bill wants to coach in the NFL again. And we can see Josh McDaniel. I mean, Josh McDaniel, I mean, he has they're nowhere near the coaching success that Bill O'Brien had. And he's been able to get two two other jobs, yeah. uh, or at least the Colts attempted to hire him before he uh, he walked out on them. And now the Raiders have hired him. Now being the OC again, so uh, I think this is what Bill O'Brien wants to do is to become a head coach again, and he uh, he wants to be the OC. I remember I asked you this the other day. I just texted to you. So you think do you think the Patriots would have made the playoffs? Remember they missed it by one game. They had to beat Buffalo. And they had some real, real tough losses, including that game they lost to the Raiders. 
when they were trying to throw the ball around and it ended up being intercepted to take it, take it back to the house. Yeah. But I said, do you think Bill O'Brien, as the OC this year, if the Patriots would have made the playoffs, you said yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we can bang that on Bill Brown. Yeah, we look. Yeah, hell, it's a defensive minded head, former head coach that that was calling plays for some reason. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, I what a you put that yeah, for some reason. What, what a what a mess that was. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, do I think like I, I I don't like a lot of things about Bill O'Brien and what he did with Deshaun Watson, but but when you look at when you look at what what is in place up there with in New England, there is. Um, he, he, Mac Jones would be I, ideal for Bill O'Brien. High-level processor, has no option but to sit back there and process oh, at a high boy, level. Only way morning. he's going to win, he would absolutely love him. Hey, while we're on that topic real quick, show, not not the Bill O'Brien topic, but the the, the Belichick topic, I, I, I saw a, somebody posted something today, Just to, and I knew this was somewhat true, but I had never seen the numbers. Belichick without Brady as his starting quarterback, as the head coach, 10 seasons, two playoff bursts, one playoff, one playoff win. Brady without Belichick as his head coach, three seasons, three playoff bursts, five playoff victories. And Super Bowl. can get him another one tonight. He won't get another one tonight, but and a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting, man. Without Brady, old, old Belichick is struggled. Yeah, he struggled. Yeah, uh, that, that's one uh, playoff win without Brady. I think it was in Cleveland. Uh, that yeah, man. This this is this seems like it's going to happen, and it makes what Bill was trying to prove with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as the quarterback. What coach. a mess! Like, I don't. I, I mean, I don't even. Understand. Could you imagine being Mac Jones in that situation? We saw we saw Mac Jones turn into a person that I didn't know Mac Jones was capable right. of turning into. <laughs> yeah, man, Mac I, Jones about lost his mind on several occasions. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is. It is just. Five o'clock fire. All right, as we've talked about the coaching search, it looks like one is officially off the list, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, who did uh, did have a conversation with the Broncos and was linked to the Panthers, the Michigan school president said, nah, he's done. I, I just got off the phone with Coach Harbaugh, and Jim shared with me the great news that he is going to remain the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He is there and going to stay there, and there have been a lot of teams interested. And maybe, Clint, this is this is a signal of why the Texans didn't request an interview from him because they've were because they they've been requesting from everybody. Uh, they didn't get a request from him. It looks like Jim is going to stay in college. I wonder how long Michigan's going to play this dance with him every year. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Two straight years. I mean, I, look, I, I think, to me, the yeah. way the way Michigan did him during that COVID-19 stuff was mm. was um, was bad business, man. And, and I don't know that Jim, if I'm Jim, I don't know that I could ever trust him again. Uh, but this wishy-washy stuff is interesting to me, man. Like, I, I just, I, I mean, you're at a place where, you got to say, even even t- counting NFL franchises, I mean, that's got to be a top ten coach job, right, Michigan? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Y- y- that's got to be, especially for him, he went there. Yeah, I mean, but even if if he didn't show, just generally speaking, like if you take your top five NFL jobs, top five college jobs, and and, and blend them together, you're, you're, Michigan's going to be in that. Yeah, I mean, huge, I would think huge, huge brand, huge fan base. Yeah, I mean. Wow. And, and, and and like I said, I wonder how long they're going to do this song and dance. Well, he's beaten Ohio State two years in a row. Yeah. Probably going to do it again, potentially. He's got him at home. Uh, he's got his quarterback coming back. They've won the Big Ten Championship two years in a row. 
and played in a college football playoff. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess they'll put up with it right now for because I don't because I don't know what Michigan does if if Jim leaves. I don't know, maybe they come oh. after Sam. I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't mean to put that on Sam you. Sam who? Your coach. No, nah, I ain't coming to Sam. Arkansas. Nah, he'd be last when they come after. <laughs> nah, he would. After Petrino does what he does this year with the, the Aggies, they might just go after him. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think Bobby could get to to Michigan. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think I think Hugh Freeze and Bobby Petrino do those were on the cards for them. I don't, I don't think Michigan. I think Michigan is a little serious about their standard about it. All right, all right, coming up. Uh, well, we got to get into one of the big stories of the weekend. What is going on in Baltimore? That is Ooh. getting juicy, and um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make make myself better, folks. Just got some recent news. Trying to make myself better, folks. We'll discuss that next on the drive. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. By the way, um, as we said, C.J. Stroud declared on the last day uh, to to the draft. Also, TCU's wide receiver, Quentin Johnston. Uh, A lot of people believe he may be the top wide receiver. He declared as well as Jordan Addison. He declared as well. Those look to be two of the top receivers taken in the draft. So, um, if you do keep that 12th pick, uh, those are, those are guys there. Or if you use the 33rd and try to get back up with other picks, those are guys that could be there as well. So, uh, draft coming around and a lot of prospects out there that can help this football team. Clint. Yeah, man, guys declaring. I, I I just love it because the the for several reasons. C.J. Stroud obviously makes that number two overall pick well, a lot yeah, more yeah. valuable, and and he could potentially be the guy that the Texans brass falls in love with. And uh, you know, and then you you start talking about the Quentin Johnstons of the world, and and now you're getting into that. Hope I don't think he lasts till twelve, but but if if he does last to twelve, then he could potentially be a Texan as well. Not not as high on Jordan Addison. Oh, you're um, not. No, 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 not not. Well, I mean, I, I just the size, the the um, you know, just 
the inability to 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 do which I mean, golly, it's being awfully critical, but because he was the best receiver in football at Pittsburgh, but the fall off, I guess, from Pittsburgh to USC when you when you really expected him to, to take a step forward and and a, and a step up, if you will. Um, I I'm just I shouldn't have said I'm not a fan. I'm more of a fan of Quentin Johnston. I, I like the size. Um, I, I clearly he's going to end up being. I, I, I think he hits four four at the combine. Possibly, I heard somebody talking about that the, the other day. If he does that, you, you got a combination of size and speed there that you just got to that I that I love that I'd, I'd love to gamble with. And you watch his style of play; he, he's not a problem. Contact doesn't bother him. He's a fifty fifty ball guy all day. Um, yeah, I we just heard think from he, Sonny saying that uh, his his superpower is that run after the catch. That yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I mean, yeah, for for a guy that's in, in his ability to make people miss and things like that at six at, at what was he six four two twenty or two fifteen whatever they said he was. Um, I'm just I'm just more of a more of a uh, Quentin Johnston guy. Would you use a first round pick on Jordan Addison? I just want to see how deep this is. Ah, man, okay, that's know. a no. I mean, yep, that's it. I, I have, no, but look, I, no, I'm just being like I haven't outside of Quentin Johnston, like like, and and then the kid, what, what's my kid? I, I can't ever I get his Smith name. And there you go. Um, you know that that's a guy that you know I'm I'm hearing people rant and rave about those two dudes. Jordan Addison obviously was great last year. Um, I, I don't hear as many people talking him up and ranting and raving about him today as were you know six months ago. So I, I got to do a little more, little more due diligence and, and kind of figure out which one of these receivers. I know those top two are special though. Yeah, they uh, they are. So we'll see. They're out there. They're available, and uh, the Texans are definitely in need of a wide receiver. Uh, so. Uh, uh, that that could, those could be possibilities. You know, I, I think you know I'm I'm less when you look at size. You just got me to thinking there. Jordan Addison, six foot one seventy five. He's he's we'll see awfully, if he actually he, is that. Well, he's really thin. But but the thing is, is like I just think we talk about it a lot with the quarterback play. We talk about it a lot with Bryce Young, obviously. But I think you even look at the, at the receivers that are that are able to have success today. The game is such an offensive game that I mean, guys are just able to go out there and be game changers. Whether they're whether they're bigger bodied, heavier receivers or not, in all phases of the game. What's my man that won the Heisman? That's in in Philly. Oh, uh, Smith. Yeah, uh, Devontae Smith. <clears throat> Devontae Smith. I mean, he that sucker looks like he's running around on twin fungus. That's what, out I there. mean. That, I would think that's got to be the comparison, right? Like for for Jordan Addison, that like that. Yeah, I mean, seventy five. That's got to be the the comp. That's probably what's helping him because they because he got drafted relatively high, didn't it? Because I know the Eagles traded their twelfth pick. Uh, which became Micah Parsons. Uh, I just don't remember. I don't remember Jordan Addison looking that thin. I remember Devonte. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, what did I say? Smith. Devonte Smith. Yeah, I remember him. That son buck was looking thin at at at, at uh, Alabama. I don't remember Jordan Addison. I don't remember watching him and look thinking, "Damn, that dude's thin." Like the same way you think about it with uh, Devonte Smith. Yeah. But nonetheless, the point is, is man, I I think one of the biggest changes in in College and pro ball, um, more so pro, but is is that a lot of these smaller dudes are are being made a priority and given opportunities um, at the wide receiver position. The big guys, I think, are always going to be your. They're going to get more love, but boy, yeah. the, the smaller ones are are being taken a lot more serious. And some of these guys, it's hard to touch them in a phone booth, man. Yeah, you get them out mm-hmm. in space, and yeah. they're able to do things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real, real quick, what is going on in Baltimore? Mm. This is this is getting crazy. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, because last night 
the Ravens did not did not win. Tyler Huntley gave it uh, everything he had, but uh, Lamar Jackson didn't play again. He missed like the end of the season, then missed the playoff game. There was a lot of noise coming out of the locker room leading into the week mm-hmm. and then after the game. This is Ian Rappaport's report on uh, Lamar after the game. Interesting note on the broadcast, Lamar Jackson was not there. He was not with his team, which is not entirely rare, guys, for injured players. Sometimes you don't travel players because of swelling. Makes sense, but he was not there. Lamar Jackson still dealing with that PCL sprain. But it was interesting to me to hear Marlon Humphrey, kind of a veteran spokesman for the Ravens after the game, say, we've seen Lamar in the facility. He's limping around. A lot of people don't see that. He's right. We've all been talking about, like you guys were saying, put a brace on it. Can he just go? Why is he not out there? People, you know, Michael Vick calling for just he could not go now for the Baltimore Ravens their next step is to get to the offseason which they are about to be in right now start negotiating a long-term deal with Lamar they went down the road a little bit before the season did not get there if they can't do a deal he will get the franchise tag is it going to be the exclusive franchise tag where no one can touch him or is it going to be the non-exclusive where someone could come in and make an offer sheet that's kind of the next drama with Lamar but he is still their quarterback going forward He's their quarterback going forward. I mean, look, he talks about. I, I was surprised he wasn't there. Well, he, I'm, I'm shocked he wasn't there at the ball game. He could be a big time um, help to Tyler Huntley, who, who plays a similar game to him. I mean, and to have a different set of eyes on the sideline as you come off and talking through, hey, what did you see there? What kind of, what the pressure look like? What'd you go to? What the, what the deep, what, what coverage did you see? Um, you know, though those are make to make uh, suggestions to the offensive coordinator. I can't believe that Lamar wasn't there for his squad. I, uh, miss me with the swelling issues and all that kind of jive. He could have very easily been there for for the the, the team, and, and and I think it was a poor decision not to be there, regardless of what the excuses were. Um, now, you, the problem with the Marlon Humphreys report of like we see him limping around the 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 the, uh, the facility. Well, so. I would imagine so did uh, what's my man Tenderfoot? No, oh, Sammy Watkins. So so did Sammy Watkins, who who said that he hoped he was going to play Sunday, and yeah. and and and, uh, and and so I mean, there's somewhat conflicting reports there. I, I don't ever want a guy to play play hurt, um, and and I don't know what it feels like to be that level of an athlete, depend on your legs that that much, and and have a bad wheel. So I, I'm not going to say he should or he shouldn't have played. Um, I, again, I, I am just unbelievably fascinated with what's going on in Baltimore. I, I I said that six weeks ago. This whole thing has come to a head in a way that, that – I certainly don't know how it's going to end. Well, you know, I mean, look, you got – I mean, J.K. Dobbins has is, is, some some pretty critical um, comments, if you will, uh, after the ball game. So there's one of your superstars. Um, you know, clearly you're not in a good spot with Lamar, your, your, your superstar of all superstars in yeah. Baltimore – uh, the, the the guy that your whole system's built around. So show I, I don't. I mean, I, I just think you got, and then you got to look at it and say, okay, well, without Lamar, they really should have won that ball game last night. And Even sen- without him, and just, Cincinnati is a top two or three team in the AFC. Like you, you think they had? You agree with? Uh, I think it was J.K. Dobbins or J.K. Or, or Humphrey. Like they definitely win that game if Lamar is playing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that would have been played different. Like I. Like I, I would, I imagine Cincinnati would be a lot more aggressive if they knew that they had they had Lamar on the other side of the football, and and I, I would imagine there's some things that that they adjusted because Lamar wasn't there, so the game would have unfolded in a total different manner. But but nonetheless, it's hard to watch that ball game that I watched last night and say that if you had, I mean, and I mean, no no disrespect to Huntley, but there's a lot of times he doesn't even know he doesn't, doesn't appear to know where to go with the football. 
Like, like there, there's a, a youth and an inexperience there, which is understood for a backup quarterback. He did all he could, but, um, you know, there's just, there's just, I mean, Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, such, a, such a huge. I mean, Logan Wilson caught him. Yeah. On, a four, on a third down at seven, there's no way he would. Yeah, caught. man, I, I just, I, I do, I think there's part there too. If you're Baltimore, it's a really good football team, really well coached football team. They built and, it to win right now, and they built it around him. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I look at it. I, you, there's got to be a sense there at Baltimore of like, hey, man, if this dude doesn't want to be here, if, if you know, and we can still win, we can play this kind of brand, this brand of football without him. Should we move on? I, I just think they're so. See, I, Clint, I've never truly thought they weren't going to work this out. Yeah. At some point, yeah. I I don't think you could say that anymore. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't I don't think you could say that anymore. Something there are some people, and there are probably some really loud voices within the organization, mm. team or not, that didn't like Show. how that unfolded, especially him not being there. Show all BS aside, you look at that team right now. You put Anthony Richardson at quarterback. A guy that can that can that can run and get wow. it. Now I don't know what he's going to do mentally, but I'm just saying you you put a you put an athlete at quarterback that can spin it around the park. They can win some they they, they can win some ball games. It's the type of guy they they may need. I don't know about that. Boy, I, ooh, I don't know. All right, um, coming up, Sean Payton got you there, dude. He I, spe- yeah, I don't know. He boy. speaks on the uh, he speaks on the Texas because I've seen when he drops back. Woo! <laughs> Depends oh, on no. what day it is. Chief. Oh, no. uh, uh, yeah, uh, Sean Payton. He spoke on Colin Cowherd. Talked about him considering the Texans and said a lot of other things you don't want to miss coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Boys, I ain't a lot to you. I'm so hungry, man. I I, I told Clint the last break, man, I, I think about smoking a cigarette to curb this, <laughs> to curb this hunger, man. I'm so hungry, dog. Remember I'm, we were talking about pizza earlier? I'm trying, Red. I am hungry, Doug. <laughs> I am too. Our boy. guy Chris in here just came in with a pizza. It smells amazing. What do you got? Schlotsky's pizza. Schlotsky's makes pizza, dude. You need to have that for dinner. Hey, man, I don't, the way how hard. No, you no, said, no. Dude. Schlotsky's pizza is legit. I mean, dude. If God, I mean, it, it, I mean, what's he got in there? He's got some Schlotsky's. I didn't know Schlotsky's. I didn't know they made I pizza. I can't see who's in there. Uh, Clay. Uh, Clay. Aka Chris. Sink crust. I mean, that ain't no damn clay. I can see half that wig hanging out there. That ain't that ain't that ain't no clay. That's yes. Clay Thompson. That's Clay Thompson. Thompson That's, man. Uh, Chris Santiago, aka Clay Thompson, in the building. He does got a real Clay Thompson vibe to him, y'all. Sometimes, sometimes he looks more like Trace, Clay's brother who plays for the uh, for the White Sox. But uh, I bet he plays basketball more like his brother too. Yeah. Damn. I don't know you put him down <laughs> like that. <laughs> he knows I'm kidding. Man. I'm hungry too, though. I right, yeah, I'm struggling. I, could, I mean, I seriously, I've heard Newports have just cleaned you up. I might. I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't never done it. No, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've not either. You've never smoked a cigarette? No, 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 not even a puff. No, I've hit a black, but I ain't never know. <laughs> I ain't never smoked a cigarette. Tyler, I've had you're, a clove. You're, you're, I've never smoked a cigarette. Never smoked a cigarette either. Mm. Yeah. My dad made me take a pull off one when I was about seven. Uh, oh, I ain't, I ain't touched it since. Oh my, yeah, that'd probably do it from we, the Well, we'd, we'd pick up his, we'd pick up the butts when he threw them on the ground, and we'd burn bugs and grass and stuff with them. And he totally said, "Let me catch you one more time. You got to take a drag off of it." Mm. And sure enough, he walked in that corner and caught me. Yeah, it's the last time I burnt my lungs, boys. The hell with that. No, I ain't done that. I just hit a black. I burned my lungs with some other things, but I know it. Big Earn, Big Earn ruined a couple of couple of really good looking honeys of mine growing up. Boy. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a couple of good-looking honeys, and then I find out they smoke, and I'm like, oh, man. I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, no, that's that's an absolute no-go. Yeah? Like anybody smokes? Shit tastes like cigarettes. (laughs) No-go. No-go. Shout out Forrest Gump. Oh, man. Ugh. Teeth? Ugh. Well, I can't do it. I kissed one one time. Felt like I was licking my dad's ashtray. That's your, had she had just she had just had a drink. Well, I mean, I, I, Sorry, don't, I, I did. I, I didn't watch her. I wasn't watching her smoke. I mean, I just I, I took my I took my shot, and, and she just happened to. There's a. I mean, you've been fresh s- off of a cigarette at some point. In time. I mean, I don't know. I was about fourteen. I'd have. I, to I sp- thought it'd be a good time for me to 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 make the move, and I did, and it just. Hey. You, I remember been, th- you had to. You had to smell it getting close. I'd have to spin out of the lane on that one. I re- I really. Well, I grew up. My dad smoked. I mean, I, I mean, I, the the root, the ceiling, in the, in the, the ceiling in the house was yellow. My dad smoked so much oh. inside. But but the, my the, my deal was like I remember vivid. This is a, a good looking gal. She's from Crosby back in the day, and uh, I remember vividly thinking like I, I t- that tastes like I just licked my dad's ashtray. Oh my god! My dad had that old that old dark colored glass, like beer bottle glass colored uh, ashtray. It was about a little smaller than a dinner plate. And that thing was just packed, jammed with ashes and cigarette yeah, butts. Yeah. My dad had the gold one. It was a long one that stood up. We had a black one. We had one of those black. That's what was out in the yard. That that's what that's what that's what the crew in the front yard. Church pew in the front yard, smoking cigarettes, drinking cold beer. Ride, baby. Park go. Street too. Went on back street. We was main drag, man. Somebody texted in. Rice cake show with some peanut butter, man. I blew through that. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was two hours ago. <laughs> that was eleven o'clock. That was after the gym. Yeah, I blew through that snack already. That skinny pop as well. Uh, all right, Clint. Uh, big, big story of the day, man. We've been talking about Sean Payton, and I think a lot of people have been trying to gauge how serious he is. How how, how, how serious is this going to be? And I'm not going to lie to you. Full disclosure. Like I've been, I've been watching. The Chargers games, and then now as tonight the Cowboys game, and I'm thinking, boy, a lot of a lot of how serious Sean Payton will be will depend on those games mm-hmm. because I think those are two landing spots clearly with the pros that they have that he would even give Houston with those two. Well, the Chargers lost on Saturday night after, and like. There's no if you're gonna fire Brandon Staley, there ain't another game to fire him more. He's lost complete control. Joey Bosa clearly doesn't have any respect for him, uh, and and his team just blew it. And his defense. Somebody said, "Oh, they had five. Nobody should be getting on the Chargers. They had five turnovers. Yeah, but they they blew a twenty-seven nothing lead, and the Chargers didn't turn the ball over." Like it wasn't like the Chargers helped it out by turning. <laughs> they didn't turn it over. Y'all gave up thirty-one points. Yep. Like it, 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 at the end of the game. So I mean, anyway, I felt like okay, Brandon Staley's out, and there's Sean Payton. I sent out a tweet said Sean Payton, welcome to the AFC West. Should be fun to watch him and, and Andy Reid go at it. But then Sean Payton went on Colin Cowherd, and I know he's going to get me with this. And Colin Cowherd asked the real tough question. He said, would you consider the Houston Texans? Would you consider going to the Houston Texans? This was uh, Sean Payton. Are you willing to consider that if you – Absolutely. Okay, you Here's would. why. And, look, I think I know the ownership group not very well, but we practiced against the Texans okay. in New Orleans four or five different times. So um, Cal McNair, his, his late father, we'd see them. And so I don't, I don't know him well, but I, but I know them. We've, we've, you know, when you, when you practice for three days with an opponent, you get a chance to meet a lot of the different personalities and people involved in the building. 
All right. He goes on to talk about what he really likes about the Texans' job and why it's really intriguing to him. They've got really good draft capital, really good draft couple capital. A couple good young players. They're in a division that you can at least look at and say, all right, Indy, Tennessee, Jacksonville is nothing, but you, you can at least. So I, I think there's growth potential immediately there from their two or three wins that they had this year. I know Nick a little bit, Casario, mm-hmm. um, because again, when he was in New England, we had a lot of practices with their team. So each team would be just like we're having that discussion. There'd be pros and that's the significance though of the upcoming week or two of meeting mm-hmm. some of these individuals, asking some questions, maybe some difficult questions and trying to get answers so that we're not having difficult questions when you've already taken the job. Texans fans and Clint and Tyler, you got to be taking this a little bit more serious. If you hear that's from Sean Payton himself. And I know there are going to be people who are, are skeptical right from the jump and, and have a lot of reasons why you think he said it. But right there, man, you have to take it a little bit more serious when he comes out and talks about the pros of the job, talks about the ownership, talks about Nick himself. And yes, he said he would absolutely consider the job. Clint is the number two story on ESPN.com. It is all over the place. I mean, you have to take this a little bit more serious. Absolutely. I, you know, I mean, it's, I coming know from, I it's coming from the horse's mouth. I mean, he didn't even let Colin finish asking the question before he said absolutely. Um, and and I, I think a, a lot of us, uh, and, and media included, local media included, um, you know, we, we, we maybe view ownership – in the, the 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 brass in Houston a little bit differently. We've we've covered it a little bit a little bit close a little bit more more close than 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 most uh, here. And but when you look at 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 Cal McNair, Hannah McNair, Janice McNair, the ownership group of the Houston Texans, I I don't believe that that Sean Payton, a head coach candidate, views and analyzes their every move the way that we have. Um, I believe when you, if if you're Sean Payton, you sit there and you look at Cal McNair, you consider this um, good ownership relative to um, the kind that you want to work for. You would rather work for an owner that believes in writing the check and getting out of the way, right? Write the check, let me do the football things, and we'll move on, and, and we'll win some ball games. Now. Cal McNair has not done a good job of of picking people to trust. I, I believe Sean Payton is is a guy that he can trust, but I but I I, I think there's there's a, a big time value in an owner that picks people, trusts them, pay them, and and gets out of the way. He's not a problem. He's not a, not a, for for the most part not involved and not a problem, not a distraction, not not a source of dysfunction during the season. Right now, you know, like I said, he's not he's not trusted the right people and it's led to a lot of dysfunction. It's been an absolute mess. But if you trust the right people, they take the reins, they run with it. You win ball games. It's a great relationship. I believe that Cal McNair, when you talk about the ownership aspect of this, of this, I believe that it's one thing to be a fan and think something over the last 22 years, wherever long it's been, it's one thing to be the local media that covers every move. But from a head coach's perspective, I would think that Cal McNair and the ownership in Houston would be would be a positive relative to give me the reins, give me the checkbook, and let let me do work. Yeah, I, I think I, I think when you speak about the ownership, 
there's like one thing for me, and I and I and I and I agree. We're hearing from him clearly if he's interested to that to to, to that point where you'd be willing to talk to him. Like he has a he has a, a at least somewhat positive feeling about yeah. the ownership, and doesn't think they're just going to wreck him. I think the part to me that jumped out was was him mentioning Nick. Like I, I I'll never forget. I mean, people jump jump on this, but if you just follow with me, when LeBron when he went back to Cleveland, he mentioned everybody's name about guys that could potentially be around him. Kyrie, I remember he spoke up Dion Waiters and all this. And they knew they had the number one pick, and Andrew Wiggins was going to be the number one pick. He talked about them. He never mentioned him one time. Talked about young talent they have because he always knew he's going to be up out of here. And what are they, they traded the number one pick, and he went and got Kevin Love. When, him, when he spoke of Nick, I'm like, oh, because I thought he may just run past Nick and just talk right, about everything right, else right. and <laughs> run past Nick, which would be a sign of Nick ain't going to be here if he's here. And I've always thought, well, I wonder if they could work together. But now it's just dawned on me listening to him today. Like Sean Payton doesn't have any concerns about Nick Casario. Didn't sound like it because he will always. I think Sean Payton won't take this job if Nick Casario has more say so than he does. And quite frankly, he shouldn't. Nick Casario, for what he's done thus far, leading this group, and to what Sean Payton has done, and we know him and Mickey Loomis worked together, but Sean Payton had the final. And what he was able to build in New Orleans and what Nick Casario has done, Sean Payton, I trust Sean Payton more with the top decisions. I trust Sean Payton more than Nick, and he should. And so I don't think he has any concern like, oh, Nick's going to be doing stuff around my back. Because it feels like now both the the head coach and the GM, who is Nick, is going to report to Cal McNair, and that ain't going to be no, all right, Nick's going to come through and and swoop up and make a decision on here. like if there's a decision and they don't see eye to eye, unless in this hypothetical sense that that Nick yeah, and, and yeah. Sean is here, Sean's going to win, and Sean's going to take the I job. I would like to think so. So as as you're talking, I'm sitting there going, man, if you're Sean Payton and and you're the head coach and you've had the success that you've had, it would be really hard to to be trumped by a guy that came up under Bill Belichick. Has has never coached, played, play, called plays, uh, play designed, done the things that Sean Payton would. It would be awfully hard to for that to be trumping me consistently in in, in a draft type situation, and and I'm the one out there trying to put the offensive product or really the the entire product on the field to win ball games. That that would be tough, man. Yeah, it's got it it's got to be a, a and win-win. that had to be understood. Yeah, and Nick Casario has already in his press conference yeah. said. He understands it. All right, coming up behind us, the best of today with Figgy. Uh, and uh, the Bucks and Cowboys coming up. Oh, Tyler's not a part of it tonight. Oh. The Bucks and Cowboys. Everybody just thought I was being in that. Bucks and Cowboys coverage starting tonight. Yeah, it does. Seven o'clock, right after the best of with Figgy. Cowboys. They can't lose this game tonight. They can't lose this game. We'll see Tom Brady. Cowboys tonight. Once again, happy MLK Day. Uh, uh, shout out uh, to to him and his legacy. I know I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for him. So happy MLK Day to everyone. Clint, great job. Tyler, great job. I am Ron. The show Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you, baby. Pizza gives me uncomfortable gas, number one. Ooh, yeah. pizza gas? It's painful. We didn't do a the lot of painful pizza, pizza gas. Yes, it's the worst. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.